back in action. Gideon Georgia will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the Cougars hitting the road for a two-game trip to Northern California. Tonight, they visit the Levy Center for a matchup with Santa Clara. BYU did what it's done all season, bouncing back from a difficult loss. The Cougars bounced back from the Gonzaga loss to defeat Pepperdine 91-81 uh, last week. You've got to give the uh, the Waves credit, though. They came into that game winless on the road, winless in the WCC, and they gave BYU a game. But uh, luckily, the Cougars were the better team, and they managed to pull away when it was needed most. BYU got contributions for a lot of different places, finishing the night with six players scoring in double figures. Foose led the way with 19 points and nine rebounds, but Dallin Hall, Richie Saunders, Spencer Johnson, Atiki Ali Atiki, and Jackson Robinson would all pitch in with double-digit scoring. Speaking of Jackson Robinson, you will hear from him coming up in just a second. The win pushed the Cougars' overall record to 14-7. and They are now 4-2 and in the WCC. BYU sits in third place in the conference standings. The team right behind them in fourth place is tonight's opponent in Santa Clara. The Broncos are 3-2 and in the WCC and 15-5 and overall. Santa Clara's conference wins are against San Francisco, Pepperdine, and Pacific. The Broncos' two losses are to Gonzaga and St. Mary's, so nothing too surprising with the two losses there. Santa Clara's top two scorers are Brandon Poj- excuse me, Pojimski at 19 points per game and Carlos Stewart, who's averaging 15. BYU has a commanding lead in this series, winning 32 of the 39 previous matchups. The Cougars are 11-5 at the Levy Center, but did fall to the Broncos there last season, and I can promise you the players remember that. It was uh, something that was discussed during this week's media availability uh, that they remembered what happened in the game last year, and they're looking to rectify losing on the road at Santa Clara. And it's time now for our player interview. And tonight, as I mentioned, you're going to hear from Jackson Robinson. Uh, I asked the Ada, Oklahoma native, why he thinks this team has been so successful finding ways to put losses behind them, just like they did against Pepperdine after losing to Gonzaga. I mean, I think Coach Pope preaches it every day, just getting better. Um, Even after a loss, he'll come into the locker room with a positive mentality of us just being able to move on and we got to go to the next game, Uh, especially in conference play because you know that the games go by so fast Thursday and Saturday. Uh, We only get a day in between. So just keeping that, like, next game mentality even after a tough loss and being able to move on, uh, you can't have it carry over um, because you might play bad. So just getting better every day, that's the simple answer. I know that when you have a basketball schedule like you do, you get into a rhythm of knowing when the games come. And, you know, if you have a game that does maybe go your way on a Thursday, you know two days later you're back. How much does that help to be able to put it behind you quickly and get to the next game? Uh, I definitely think it helps. It definitely helps uh, with the tough losses, just being able to move on quick and um, just focus on the next game. So um, just having that is definitely kind of a plus for us, um, especially the way that our season has been kind of up and down. So, just staying focused and moving on to the next game. 
You guys are in the mix of a rhythm in terms of two games at home, two games on the road, two games at home, then back out on the road. Do you like that as opposed to, say, an extended homestand and then going on the road for a couple of weeks? Do you like a week home, week away? Is it, is it good to get into that rhythm? Uh, me, personally, I don't know if I really have a preference. Uh, all hoops are the same to me, so just being <laughs> able to go out on the court and play basketball is all that matters to me. Um, but, I mean, the two away games, I, I kind of like it. So uh, just kind of having the little different area in our schedule has is, is been good. You're going to a place this week, starting out at Santa Clara. They got you guys last year, and I know you weren't on the team, but I, I know you, you were talking with the general media that that game's been brought up and how you guys want to make sure that you rectify the situation from last year. What has been the talk about this game specifically with the Broncos? Um, that they're super tall. Uh, they love the rebound, super physical. Uh, they got two really good guards, so just being able to uh, guard our yard, everybody guard, uh, Foos the, and Atiki, the fives, being able to guard the guards, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's a big defensive game, and then finishing out the play with the rebound. So that's all we've been focusing on in practice and just trying to get better at those two things. You were asked your impressions of the West Coast Conference earlier, and specifically I wanted to ask, obviously you've, you've played in some, some big arenas. What have the smaller gyms been like to play in for you? I mean, usually they're a little bit more rowdy than the, the bigger ones because they fit less people. Yeah. So uh, just having them all close and packed in, it's, it's definitely an exciting feeling. So I'm excited. With BYU, most of the time, I mean, that LMU game was mostly yeah. BYU fans. That has to be unbelievable when you go out on the road to experience that this year, the number of BYU fans that will show up regardless of where you play. Oh, yeah, for sure. The first time I had seen it, it threw me off, too. And I was asking the coaches and the players about it because I didn't. I was kind of new to it. Uh, but they're letting me know it's a normal thing to see all the BYU fans, all the California games, the road games. So that's definitely a plus to have you know fans on the road to help us uh, and cheer us on. Spencer Johnson had mentioned that he found you after the Gonzaga game and had relayed his experience missing a free throw, and it was in the Santa Clara game. And he kind of pulled you aside, wanted to make sure that you knew that you weren't alone in that situation. I'm curious what, what that meant to you to be able to have a player relate to you like that and say, hey, I've been there too. It's not on you. Let's, let's move on. What did that mean to you? Uh, definitely meant a lot just having Spencer, a uh, great guy like him, just be able to come up to me and give me some, some wisdom uh, as a young player. Um, and then, you know, it's just some, it's a process, uh, especially as a young player, just going through those little mistakes. Uh, I think it's something that everybody goes through, growing pain. So uh, just be able to move on and just keep going. That's the biggest thing for me. What is the team working on the most right now? I, I know turnovers gets talked about a lot. I know you guys were answering a lot of questions about switching. What's the main focus besides the opponent-specific stuff? Uh, just our transition defense in general, uh, just being able to scramble around and, and you know pick up man-to-man, whoever you need, uh, while they're pushing the ball up the floor, whoever it is. So uh, Coach Pope has just been emphasizing that in practice, and I think that we started to kind of make some good strides in that direction. So uh, we're just trying to keep working towards that because the WCC is a fast-paced league, so it's got to make sure that we'll be able to get back and play transition defense well. How's school going right now? You know, school, school, but uh, just started – trying to get back into the groove of things with school and practice workouts stuff like that so uh but it's been good it's been good what's your favorite class right now favorite class 
I don't know if I have a favorite, <laughs> but uh, I'd probably say I'd probably say writing. I have a writing class right now, so I'd probably say that's the one. Do you feel like you're a good writer? I mean, I would say so, but my professor might have some other <laughs> words. So. What types of things do you write? Like, what do you what do you enjoy writing? Um, I mean, I don't enjoy writing. I won't say that, but you know, when I have to write an essay, things like that. Uh, I can get the job done. So, yeah. and, and the family? How's the family doing? Uh, they're great. They're great. Uh, my mom came down for this last home game, so I got to see her for a day, and then that was really good. Um, and then my stepdad's back at home just working, so it was good to see my mom, though. Did mom make you uh, any of your favorite meals? Because we hear a lot of that when the, when the moms come in. They want to make sure that they get their kids the meals they want. Was that the situation with you? No, not this time. Not this time. Usually that would happen, but not this time. By the way, if she were to make you a meal, what would that be? What's your go-to? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I would probably say her spaghetti. Her spaghetti is pretty good. So Good luck on this two-game road trip starting at Santa Clara. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you. All right, good stuff from Jackson Robinson. Appreciate him taking a few minutes this week. All right, coming up next, out to Santa Clara, we will talk with the one and only Mark Durant. That's when Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's a late one tonight at Santa Clara, the BYU Cougars on the road. They will be at San Francisco coming up on Saturday. Welcome back into Cougar pregame live. Hey, it's late, but don't isn't the saying uh, that the best comes to those who wait? Something along those lines. So hey, maybe we're in for a good one tonight. And by good one, I mean a BYU victory. Time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. He joins us now from the Levy Center. Hi, Mark. How's Santa Clara treating you? Brother Shepherd, man, it's it's nice. It's nice. Uh, the rain has abated here uh, in uh, San Francisco, uh, San Jose area, and uh, so it was nice to see a little sun today. And now the the, the sun has gone down, and uh, the Cougars are going up. That's what, what I'm what I excited like. for. Uh, I'm excited for this one tonight. This is uh, these are two really kind of similar teams to me and good rebounding teams and they got some good shooters and uh, I think this is going to be a really good basketball game tonight Jason. Yeah I was actually going to ask you this question at the end but we're kind of there now might as well ask you look we as broadcasters have the luxury of being able to look ahead whereas the team can't do that. What's at stake this week in Northern California as it pertains to BYU's conference seating? I mean BYU's in a good spot um, and and this this week a good week for BYU could really set them up nicely moving forward. Yeah, I think there's a a, a lot of uh, a lot on the line. You know, as Gonzaga clearly, Jason is uh, is always the favorite, but they don't seem to be as invincible as they typically are. So if you're talking about you know conference tournament, I mean it's. It's actually a realistic possibility that someone else might win the conference tournament. And so you need to really put yourself in a good spot. So, I mean, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are doing their thing. Um, but you got to make sure you're you're right there with them seating-wise. And so, you know, you're going to get the, the buys and things. And, and, and you just put yourself in the best situation possible going into that tournament. So that's important. You know, I think... As far as postseason, whether it be NIT or NCAA, 
you know, getting road wins against this caliber of team, I, I think, would go a long way to kind of boosting your resume. And I think BYU needs that. You know, this would be a good, good road win here. And obviously, going to San Francisco is always tough. And yep. so, you could really do a lot for yourself this week. I mean, it may not make a whole lot of difference. You know, in, in the final, you know, a conference championship, regular season championship. I mean, that, that's going to be tough to surpass both St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but. You could do a lot for yourself this week as far as positioning yourself. And, you know, you, you, you want to continue to play good. I think BYU's playing good basketball. You want to continue that uh, so you set yourself up for the best possible chances, not only in the conference tournament, but any postseason that you might get. BYU comes into tonight 4-2 and two in conference play. So as it pertains to where BYU is in the WCC, is this about where you thought BYU would be at this point at 4-2, and two, or have they maybe exceeded your expectations to this point? <laughs> My expectations, man, have gone. It's been a roller coaster for me this year. I mean, I, I was pretty optimistic at, at the beginning, and then they had hit that stretch there in you know, mid, late November, early December, where I thought, you know, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> We're in trouble, and then, you know, you play that Creighton game and, and go on that nice win streak. And so my expectations really went up for them. And um, and my expectations were really high with about a minute to go uh, against Gonzaga. <laughs> I thought, that, you know, this this team's going to win it all this year. It, it, and then that was dashed a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, my my ex- expectations are, are actually, I think, really high and, and deservedly so. I mean, this team... Uh, last month or so has only lost two games, one with a heartbreaker to Gonzaga, and uh, they're playing good basketball. They're rebounding well. Foose, I think, is playing very well. I think Dallin Hall is, you know, continues to get better. Um, Jackson Robinson gets better. And, and I, I think a lot of guys are getting better, and they're playing together, and there seems to be a good chemistry, and they play hard. They play good defense. They kind of address their problems defensively, especially on the three-point line. And, and, and so... Yeah, I mean, I, I expect a lot out of these guys, and it's because they, they've performed at a high level for, you know, a month or so, and, and so I, I expect uh, I expect that from them now. BYU, we, like, I give, I give Pepperdine a lot of credit for not going away in the game last week. Every time BYU would start to pull away, Pepperdine would have a little bit of a run, but in the end of the day, BYU did what it needed to do, and it's done what it's done all year, and I talk a lot about this, BYU's ability to be able to bounce back. And they did after the disappointing loss to Gonzaga. What did you take away from that win over Pepperdine? It's, it's going to be hard for BYU to kind of run away from a lot of teams, just, you know, dominate them because the, offensively they're they're not great. I mean, they're fine, but they're not particularly efficient. They're not great three-point shooters. They may have a hot night where they, they shoot well and, uh, and, and so, you know, you're going to have those games, especially when you play a team like Pepperdine that has some real scores. Um, and they got some guys that can really light it up, and it's hard to keep them down the whole game. So, they, you know, they kept making runs at BYU, but credit BYU for kind of withstanding those and holding them off. I think it's going to be similar with Santa Clara tonight. Pajemski's terrific, and Justice a great three-point shooter, and Stewart. I mean, they've got a really nice guard line similar to Pepperdine that can really score it. So, uh, you just have to try and do what you can to make make those their life difficult, not let them go off. And you know, I've had several nights. Of, you know, Pajemski's had 30 plus games, and 
They've had a, several nights where two, two players have over 20 points each. I mean, that, that, that's not easy to do. They've got some real scores. Um, but what they do have that Pepperdine doesn't have as much is, you know, they've got some real size, and yeah. they, they rebound the ball well. They're a really good rebounding team. So it's going to be certainly more difficult tonight against Santa Clara. But um, you, you say all you want about the West Coast Conference, man. They've got – each team has a couple of players that can really play and really shoot the ball. And, and, and so – you're, you're always going to be in danger when you're playing against a team that have, to have good offensive players because they can get hot, and before you know it, they're a game that you thought you had to handled is not handled anymore, and it's, it's a real challenge in this league. Let's talk about the size that you referenced with Santa Clara. And, look, I think the fact that BYU came into this year with, without a ton of size, they're not a big team, I think that makes what they've done even more impressive because, look, they've had success in matchups this season where the other team had the size advantage. But BYU, specifically from a rebounding perspective, has been able to handle themselves quite well. Why do you think that has been with a team that overall does not have a ton of size, has been able to overcome that and and play much bigger than what they actually are? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, you look at Foos, and he just continues to amaze me what he does. And so he's not very, very tall, but he takes up a lot of space, which is important in rebounding. And he's able to rebound outside of his zone with those long arms. And and, and uh, Itiki is, you know, he, he doesn't have any size issues. I mean, he's just a big guy, and he's able to rebound. But what really impresses me is the wing rebounders, whether it's Gideon George, uh, is it just a, has a terrific knack. But when you're... When you're coming in from the wing and able to have really good rebounders, you know, Jackson or, or Spencer or somebody coming in that really focus on rebounding and are athletic and can go and kind of see see the shot, see where it's going to go, and then go get that ball. That, that, I think that's the real strength of BYU's team is is uh, from, from the perimeter, the rebounders on the perimeter, and they've done a really nice job with that. And, you know, you don't have to be super tall. I mean, if, if you see a three-pointer go up, you know where to go, and it's going to be a long. If, if it's a miss, it's likely going to be a long miss, and you, you're able to get to that spot and just have a, a knack about you. Then you, you're, you're going to be in good shape. So you don't need to be super tall to be a good rebounding team, and I think BYU is proving that. It's just a matter of really focusing on it, having good perimeter athleticism, which BYU does, and, and then going after it. I mean, it, there's no secret to offensive rebounding. It's it's a it's a lot of just who wants it more, yeah. and you've got uh, some real dogs out on the on the court for BYU that really want the ball. All right, last thing for you, Mark. Um, knowing what they will face tonight with the Broncos, is there somebody specifically uh, on the BYU side of things that you like the matchup of them against this team? Is there somebody that you could point to that you would expect to have a good game tonight? Yeah, I, I guess my guy would be Jackson Robinson. I think he's due to have a really nice game. I thought he, he had a, a nice weekend last week, and, and uh, I think he's kind of coming into his own. Um, it'll be a challenge, I think, for Foos. I mean, Foos does a nice job against big guys, but they're going to really, I think, focus on him. I think one guy that may not be at the top of their scout that can really do some damage is Jackson Robinson. I, I just have a feeling about him that he'll have a nice night. I like it. I like it a lot, and uh, I appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be a fun one. And uh, we'll hear you and Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. Jason, you are a fantastic man, my friend. Thank you very much. The great Mark Durant. Always love our conversations. 
You'll hear him with Greg Rubel coming your way from the Levy Center coming up in just a few minutes. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll hit some scores, including... Another great performance from BYU women's basketball earlier today. We'll get to all the details when we return on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU in Santa Clara tipping at top of the hour here at the Levy Center in Santa Clara. BYU 6-2 and two in eight WCC games played on this floor. But in Mark Pope's three preceding WCC seasons, he's coached here only once. And these two teams have met only twice in three years. This year's Broncos squad 15-5 and five and has the presumptive WCC newcomer of the year in Brandon Pajemski. But he missed the Broncos weekend win at Pacific. We expect to see him play tonight. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope. Presented by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about taking on a Broncos team that is very good with or without Brandon Pajemski. Yeah, they're really good. Um, they're just so big and they're so physical and they're so veteran. Um, uh, and, and they're obviously really, really well coached. I mean, Coach Sendik, one of the best coaches in the country. And so, a uh, terrific team. They're, they're having a really terrific season. Uh, they're super confident. Uh, they're playing good basketball. Matchup tonight of two teams who really do well as rebounders. Yeah, uh, they're a top 50 uh, team in the country, both offensive and defensive rebounding pre- uh, percentage right now. But they got some real bullies inside. Like, they're, they're really, really physical. They really, really move bodies. It's going to be a real challenge for us. First hit, second hit, uh, crossing the lane to get hits, guard smashing down, uh, long shots, long rebounds. All those rebounding concepts are going to be crucial for us tonight to stay in this game, and and we get a chance to prove ourselves again. We've had a little bit of slippage on the glass over the last you know five games or so, and so we need to make sure we reassert ourselves and, and, and really uh, make our presence felt on the glass on both ends of the ball. Broncos, one of those teams that have uh, made – almost as many free throws as the opponents attempt they do a good job guarding without fouling yeah they're they're a plus 70 right now on attempts over their over their opponent and um, they, they they don't foul a lot and and they they earn they earn trips to the free throw line um, so it's um, you know us being able to guard without giving them freebies is really important it's been a, a focus for us and we've we've been better um, but that's a huge key to the game that Brandon Pajemski walks into this league and goes back-to-back 30-point games in his first two games of the year. Immediate introduction into what kind of player he is. Yeah, he's, he's really talented. He's really playing confident right now. Uh, and he's, he's a three-level scorer. He's got some real physicality and ruggedness to him. And he's, he's a high IQ guy, especially on the offensive end in the sense of, like, he'll really play around behind ball screens. He'll, he'll, he'll really... Uh, you know, take advantage of matchups. I mean, he's really quick to, to kind of size up who, who he's been matched up with and whether he's going to work out of the post or he's going to work out of ball screen or work in transition or work for the three-point line. Um, he's, he's a terrific player. Keyshawn Justice just passed Steve Nash for career threes here. Yeah, I mean, he shot 15 last game. So, uh, you know, he's he's actually, I like him a lot. I think he's a terrific player, and he's a specialist that's expanded his game every single year. You know, he's got unbelievable size for a shooting guard, and, and um, 
you know, and, he, and he, he, uh, he's really aggressive and really confident. You mentioned slippage in one component of your game. Where do you think you're going in the other direction where you're seeing improvement uh, where you need to have it well, right Well, we, we've made some strides. You know, we're really, really, really going to be tested on guarding without fouling tonight. And, and, and it's super complicated for us because we have to find some way as an undersized team to go match their physicality but yet do it while keeping them off the free throw line. So, But we've made progress in that area that I've been really proud of. Um, I think our communication has been terrific, and that's going to be really challenged today too because we're going to throw some different schemes out there and just see see what sticks. Um, and, um, all season long, you know, it's been a it's been a challenge for us to really find ways to protect this ball and, and just make the simple play, like fight hard enough to earn the simple play in terms of protecting the ball. So we got to work. Coach, thank you. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. Thank you, brother. Appreciate. It. That's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's keys to the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford proud. Mark Durant giving us his keys to BYU and Santa Clara tonight. Well, the two losses in conference for BYU this year, they've been out-rebounded and, and, and by a long ways. And BYU's a good rebounding team. You've got two top 20 rebounding teams. It may be that who wins the rebounding battle uh, wins this game. And also, you really need to know about, you, Coach talking about justice and Pajimski and not, not letting those guys go off, from the, especially from the three-point line. Really defend the three-point line. Go get the rebounds, and, and you might have a good shot tonight. Thank you, Mark. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next, live from the Levy Center in Santa Clara on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are courtside, live inside the Levy Center on the Santa Clara campus in Santa Clara, California. Tonight, the BYU Cougars tipping off a two-game Bay Area road swing by battling the Broncos. After tonight, it's up the 101 to San Francisco for Saturday evening showdown at San Francisco. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Rubel and Mark Durant, with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Control board operators are Logan Gardner and Seth Larson. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU radio engineer is Barry Squires. Broadcast intern Caleb Hatch back at BYU Radio. Great to have you joining us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. You can also get us on the BYU Radio app and BYURadio.org. We also have you on the over-the-air flagship out of Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, BYU's won nine of its last 11 games. Santa Clara has won eight of its last 11 games. BYU's last game was a 91-81 win over Pepperdine on the weekend. And, Mark, it was nice to see BYU have to win a game that way. The Cougars have been scoring in the 50s and 60s for weeks, it seems. But Pepperdine's potent offense meant that BYU had to find some scoring 
And the Cougs put six players in double figures in setting their Division I scoring high for this season. Yeah, I thought both games last week in the Gonzaga game, even a loss, they, I thought they played really well offensively, shot the ball well from the three-point line. And if you look at the numbers, this Mark Pope team is probably the worst as far as offensive efficiency in, in the Mark Pope era. So there's, there's some real room for improvement. Coach Pope ta- always talks about progress and just kind of figuring it out and understanding the offense and getting the right shot. And I, I think part of the... Uh, the, the, this last week or so has been the guys are just starting to figure it out and get a little confidence and finding the right shots not just about shooting it's finding the shot in the offense in the motion and open shots and I think BYU's kind of figuring that out a little bit and that kind of builds on itself once you start having a couple nice games in you can start thinking that's who we are and, and getting confident and uh, so I think that bodes well for a team that has been good at defense and rebounding and had to win games that way now you're seeing a little spark of offense which could really help this team all right uh, break time once again coming up after this break we'll hear from Santa Clara assistant coach Jason Ludwig as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from Santa Clara on the new skin BYU Sports Network This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues from Santa Clara. After years of BYU dominating in this building, Santa Clara has won two of the last three meetings on this floor. And head coach Herb Sendek has a good thing going. Yes, the Broncos lost Jalen Williams and Yosef Brankich. By the way, Williams is in the building tonight because his Oklahoma City Thunder are in the area to play the Sacramento Kings. So Jalen Williams is here. Keyshawn Justice is still here. Point guard Carlos Stewart, who was a backup last year, assumes a larger role and is uh, flourishing in it. And the difference maker right now is Brandon Pajemski, the Illinois transfer leading Santa Clara in points and rebounds. But he didn't play the last game. It was a weekend win at Pacific. The word is he was in concussion protocol, didn't clear it in time for that game. But we see him out here warming up. He has warmed up the entire way with the team. Looks good. The expectation, I would think, is that he plays. And so a short time ago, I spoke with Santa Clara assistant coach Jason Ludwig about Pajemski's availability for tonight's key conference clash with the Cougars. And he said he looked good to go. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, he's warming up pretty well. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's working his way back. To be without him and score 92 on the road and have so many guys pick up career highs in that game and scoring or rebounding really has to be encouraging. Yeah, I think it just speaks to two things. One is our style of play. You know, we have a, a really exciting style of play where, um, you know, everybody gets to, move, gets, to, gets to have the ball. We move it. We share it. We make the extra pass. And then it also speaks to our depth. I think we have, you know, we have a very deep team and even and was, re- was really proud of the way our young guys uh, stepped up and play, contributed, uh, played major minutes and, and, and really played well. And uh, Keyshawn Justice goes for 26, which ties a career high. And anytime you can uh, pass Steve Nash in any career category in a game, you're, uh, you're something special. I mean, Key is just, he's Mr. Reliable. You know, he's been with us now going on his fifth year. And even from day one, he's always been a guy that we could rely on uh, really in every aspect of the program. And, and this year, most importantly, not only has he contributed on the basketball floor, but he's really turned into a tremendous, tremendous leader for us. So we're really proud of the way he's embraced that role and accepted it and, and, and just been a really uh, important piece to this team. How about Carlos Stewart assuming a starting role and running with it? Yeah, I mean, Carlos has grown up a lot. You know, we, we saw the flashes last year, and we knew he was going to be a, a, a good player. And this year he's really taken off and just 
has has uh, really exceeded or met. I shouldn't say exceeded, but has met every expectation that we've had for him from everything that we saw last year as a freshman. Okay, so back to Pajemski then. What were your expectations for him coming in from Illinois? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, there, uh, we knew he was a good player. You really don't know until you have somebody on campus and you get them in your program and start working out. And we had him in the summer, and, and uh, he was really good in the summer. And we went on a foreign tour. We were actually, Carlos Stewart and Keyshawn Justice were both out for the foreign tour. So, um, you know, Brandon did an amazing job and really was our leading scorer. And we played really, really good teams in Europe, played pro teams with high-level pros, and he was our leading scorer. And when we saw that, we said, okay, we have something. I think this guy's going to be pretty good. And, and uh, everything that he did in Europe, he's done here during the season and some. Okay, both teams coming off 90-point outings in their last game. What kind of game do you expect tonight? Well, that probably tells you it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I think anytime uh, our two teams get together, it, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of baskets going in the hole. So you know maybe it's going to come down to who's 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 a little better defensively tonight, and and, and that that'll determine the winner. Both BYU and Santa Clara had Gonzaga down double digits on their home floor, and the Zags found a way to finish both games. But it shows you that both teams have the ability to play at that level with the best team in the league. There's no question about that. I mean, this league I, I've been in the league now. This is my ninth year, and this is the best the WCC has been and and that I can remember top to bottom I mean there's no gimmies every team is really good and um and and then I think the 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 gap is now uh has 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 closed a little bit between Gonzaga and 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 the rest of the league and I think it it just showed between you know the way the way we had them on the ropes and and so did you guys and it just showed that I think that you know we, we can play with anybody in the league and finally a year when BYU and Santa Clara get to play each other twice which is nice you know, finally, right? Finally, it's been. It seems like every year it's only once, and I think it's great for both programs to be able to play each other twice and to have a quality opponent twice really helps both of our nets. Coach Ludwig, thank you again for the time. We'll see you back in Provo. Great, thank you for having me. All right, that is Santa Clara assistant coach Jason Ludwig. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues right after this live from Santa Clara, California, on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. Coming up, staff at the top of the hour, it's BYU and Santa Clara. It's the first five-game Thursday slate of the WCC season. Elsewhere tonight, LMU playing at Gonzaga. And at the under four-minute media timeout, it's LMU with a four-point lead. 61-57 to at the Zags. At some point, you got to think you play with fire too much, you're going to get burned, but there's still a lot of time for Gonzaga. And if they beat LMU here, it's just, clearly they're just kind of messing with us at this point. Portland home to San Diego. 15 seconds to play up at the trial center, and the Pilots have a three-point lead over the Toreros, and the score there is 86-83. to And that was a two-point game at halftime, so it has stayed close relatively throughout. Uh, Pacific will play at San Francisco, uh, tipping at the same time as BYU, and then St. Mary's playing at Pepperdine, also a, a top-of-the-hour tip time. BYU goes on the road to play at USF on Saturday, of course, so uh, the Dons have back-to-back home games this weekend. Interestingly, uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's have still yet to meet, and they won't play each other for the first time until February 4th. 
Then they will meet again till the final day of league play. Mark, it's safe to say the Zags and Gales are in the NCAA tournament field right now. Uh, feels like if the WC sees to have any shot at a third team, it would have to be either BYU or Santa Clara barring something crazy in Las Vegas. That means one of these two teams going on a heck of a run. A road sweep this weekend for BYU would put the Cougs in the net top 75 territory. Either way, any kind of postseason basketball, be it NCAA or NIT, would be a nice springboard for BYU going into the Big 12. Yeah, and I think a reasonable goal, at least the NIT, this is a good team that's gotten better. They're making progress. They do a lot of good things well. Uh, and maybe put yourself in a chance in the conference tournament uh, to get a chance at an NCAA tournament bid. That would be exciting. But, it, you know, it, you have to play well against the teams that you're competing with for those kind of things. And Santa Clara is the team right now that BYU's really competing with. So you separate chance to separate yourself tonight, and then you work on the, the teams ahead of you to try and catch up to them. Uh, by the way, Zags on a 7 nothing run tie ball game. That's a shocker. It's a <laughs> shocker. And I, I can't believe that LMU would let that lead go. I mean, that's just a shame. Yeah, who does that? Uh, final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Santa Clara on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. BYU and Santa Clara coming up. They've uh, slid the tip time to 9.10 p.m. Mountain Time, 8.10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So still a few minutes away from opening tap. Spencer Johnson, since he's come back into the starting line, or at least since he rejoined the team after his knee injury, Mark, playing really, really well. Look at his shooting numbers. 52% from the field, 47% from the three-point line. He's eight for his last 11 from deep. And he's also getting better defensively. If you could imagine, he had, what, five steals against Gonzaga, four against Pepperdine, just playing at elite level, and that... That, that's what you really need from him. But when he th- then can contribute that kind of offense, I mean, he's been absolutely terrific all year. But mostly uh, lately after after his injury coming back, he's been fantastic. And Atiki Ali Atiki, a relative newcomer to the game of basketball in his sophomore season, is playing some really good basketball of late. We saw him, he and Foose actually play together for a spell in the last game. But primarily he, he spells Foose when Foose needs a blow. And Atiki among other areas, really improving as a free-throw shooter. But his numbers right now from the field, 52%. And from the three-point free-throw line, 72%. You can win a lot of games with those numbers. And the best thing I, I see, I'm seeing from Atiki is he is trustworthy on the floor. He, he can come up and be that uh, guy, that the, the big guy who catches it around the top of the key, and then you cut off of him, and he doesn't turn the ball over. He makes smart decisions. He's just more comfortable on the floor. That says a lot for him. He's just not very old basketball years-wise, and he's making the right decisions and feeling confident, I think, on the floor. I like I like him and Boos playing together, especially the Gonzagas and even Santa Clara and I, who's a big team. You know, that, that that's a good option to be able to go to those two on the floor at the same time. Two double-figure scoring games for Atiki Ali Atiki in his last three games. We saw Jalen Williams come into the building uh, a short while ago, and, and that could only bring back bad memories for us as BYU had a game they had won here last year, and somehow it went away in the closing seconds, and Jalen Williams was a big part of that. 
thank goodness no more Jalen Williams. But, you know, Brandon Pajemski is just as much of a handful as he was. And Keyshawn Justice is such a tough guard, really good Santa Clara team with or without Jalen yeah, Williams. It's amazing how teams le- reload nowadays. You think, finally we get a break from some guy, and then and they'll bring in another guy. And it's really impressive. I've got like a handful. I'm going to take with me a handful of of nightmare losses from the WCC, and that, that's one of them, and the devil of a dagger, and, and the other last week against Gonzaga. I mean, some of those, uh, that, 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 that was one of the worst. This this game last year and the way that finished was was a really tough one to swallow, a chance to, to maybe get a little bit of revenge on these guys tonight. Tip off of BYU, and Santa Clara is coming up after this. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.